Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 4 this morning, message entitled, Outcast. Verse 35, he says, But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out and did not hurt him. And that's good. You know, sometimes the demons, when we read through the Gospels, we hear the demons throws him down and ripped him or hurt him. In this case, he just threw him in the midst of them, kind of as a, a protest, I guess. And Jesus, the outcast, casts out the dirty demon. The, the idea of this unclean spirit is that this spirit is producing uncleanness in the person that it's inhabiting, in the person that it's controlling. Nasty behavior coming from their life. Demons control people who invite them into their lives. You know, we invite Jesus into our lives because we want his control in our lives. And if we invite a demon into our life, then they will control our lives too. Now, of course, a a Christian cannot be demon-possessed in that sense, but we certainly can be oppressed, can't we? And if we invite them into our lives, we do things in our lives that invite demonic activity. What what would that be? That would be, you know, being fixated on your horoscope, you know, letting those things control you, getting into your Ouija boards, witchcraft, the occult, seances, those things. Oh, it's just for fun. No, it's not just for fun. Because what you did for fun opened your life to allow a demon to come in and take residence. And that's happened to a lot of people throughout history. We open the door to things that are questionable spiritually. We open the door for demonic activity. Not just possession, but also suggestion. And that's a big one. Suggestion. The the demons suggest things to you. You know, I don't know if you're... I remember one time I had my palm read when I was a little kid. That plagued me for years. Now, it wasn't like one of my kids the other day grabbed... He said, let me see your hand. He grabbed my hand and he, he squeezed it together and... He says, you're going to be a bum. (laughs) That's a different thing. But when somebody reads you read your palm and says, you know, oh, you're going to live 80 years and this is going to happen. And they tell you all that stuff. It it gets in your head and you think that that's true. And some of those things frighten you. And the enemy loves fear. He feeds off of fear. If you're afraid, he can do whatever he wants to you. He can suggest all kinds of things to your brain. And as you're kind of concerned about all that stuff, he just has his heyday with you and controls you. If we allow ourselves to be controlled by the enemy, he will control us. The other thing that really actually opens up our uh, the door for the enemy to control our lives, and you're not going to want to hear this, but it's bitterness. Bitterness and unforgiveness. When I allow bitterness to control my heart and anger and resentment towards somebody or something that has happened in the past and I haven't forgiven, if I haven't from my heart forgiven that person, that opens me up to demonic attack. How do I know that? Well, remember in Matthew chapter 18, after the guy, he didn't forgive the buddy of the smaller debt and after he'd been forgiven of this huge debt, 
So it, just to give you a, a comparison of what it was like, let's just say that the, the guy with the smaller debt, and some people will make it a really small amount, but it honestly wasn't. It was 100 days wages. Think about what you make in 100 days. Say it's 30 grand. Okay, so the guy has 30 grand that he's owed, just to put a number on it. And he won't forgive the guy. He won't let him pay it off even. He puts him in prison. The king who forgave him over a billion dollars hears about it, says he delivers him over to the tortures until he pays all. And then Jesus says in Matthew 18, the very last verse of Matthew 18, so will my heavenly father do to you if each one of you from your heart does not forgive his neighbor. Wow. What does that mean? It's what Paul was talking about in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 when he says, let him be delivered over to the torturers, or excuse me, he said, let him be delivered over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. Let, he, let Satan work him over until he's finally broken enough to where he comes back repentive. This guy who was in this immoral relationship. It's the same thing that happens when we won't forgive. So what do we do with that? Because I know that just like that 30 grand would be a big deal, it, you know, things that have happened to you in your life, they're a big deal, right? People have hurt you. People have wronged you. Maybe when you were innocent and a child and somebody did something to you that it just seems unforgivable, how could I ever forgive that? That's tough. I'm not saying it's easy. I can't, I'm not saying, hey, it's just, you just needed to forgive them. Because somehow forgiving them makes it feel like they're winning, right? And when we do that. But here's the interesting thing about that. And, and you know this. Continuing to be bitter because somebody did something to you years ago is, is the same thing as drinking poison and expecting them to die. In fact, honestly, your unforgiveness toward that person is, is allowing them to continue to hurt you. And it's not hurting them. And yet you feel this obligation to hold on to that, but honestly, it's freeing to let it go. But I know that it's not in you all the time to just let it go. And so how do we deal with that? Well, first of all, it's just real simple. You confess it as sin. Lord, I know this falls short of your glory. You forgave my sins. You forgave their sins. Lord, I can't have a higher standard of forgiveness than you. Lord, I need to forgive them. And so I confess this as sin, first of all. And then if it's too much, Jesus put forgiveness in my heart for that person. It doesn't mean you have to be their friend. It doesn't mean you have to hang out with them anymore. Maybe, maybe it would be putting you at risk. But for your sake, to free yourself from their bondage that they've kept you under because of what they did to you, you let it go and you be free. You be free. And I've seen people delivered of bitterness from things that I, I was astounded when I heard their story. Like, man, I, I'm just glad I never have to go through that and have to forgive that. And yet Jesus set people free and he does it all the time because when we don't forgive, we open ourselves up to the enemy's suggestion because the anger and the fear and all those things that work in that the enemy just he has a heyday with us. He has a heyday with us. So don't allow it in your life. Don't allow those those things to come in. And how how does the enemy get to us? How does he control our thoughts? Just these fiery darts, all these these thoughts, you hear these thoughts in your mind. They come at you. And you take those things captive and into obedience to Christ. Don't allow those fiery darts to hit you. What, what, what do we do with the fiery darts? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. How do we quench the fiery darts? With the shield of what? Faith. Faith is the opposite of fear, right? We put our trust in Jesus. When the enemy whispers lies in our ears, we quote the Scripture. We quote the truth to him. Verse 36 
It says, Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word this is. For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. So this is getting popular. So not only does Jesus teach with authority, but he also has authority over demons. You know, I think that this is something we have to understand about ourselves, is that in me, there is no power. I can't muster up power. I can't work up power. I can't pray enough power into myself. All the power, all the, the, the protection, all of the shelter that I need comes from Jesus. Comes from the Spirit of God. It's not in me. Within me, again, as Paul says, that is my flesh. No good thing dwells. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not fleshly, but mighty in God at pulling down strongholds. That's how we fight this war. Not by, by the outward thing, you know, not by all the things that, you know, we think, well, we need to do this and we need to pick it and we need to, whatever we might think we can do in the flesh. Those things are powerless unless they're infused with the power of the Holy Spirit. Does that mean that we just sit back and do nothing? No, we have a relationship with God. We work in partnership as God. Well, we work under his leadership and then he tells us what to do. And then those things become effective. But a lot of times Christians, we just, we just act instead of pray. We run out and fight rather than get into the shelter of the Almighty. And so we, as Christians, we have to make sure that we're not running ahead of God. You realize that David was successful because he always inquired of the Lord. He didn't just go out, well, I'm God's guy, so I'm going to go out and I'm always going to win the battle. No. He always inquired of the Lord, and the Lord always led him. And so it is with you and me. We can't just go out and do what we think we need to do or do the right thing. It's not about that. It's about coming under the authority and into the relationship with Jesus and then allowing him to lead us and to guide us, to show us what to do. Verse 38, it says, Now he arose from the synagogue and entered the Simon's house, this is Peter, but Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they, and they made a request of him concerning her, so he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she rose, arose and served them. So I love that. She just, she's sick in bed, healed, she gets up and starts serving everybody. It's amazing. She had a heart. She's probably really irritated. You know, she's one of those ladies like, I can't stand being in bed sick. I want to be out there in the kitchen, you know. (laughs) This presents some problems to our Roman Catholic friends, doesn't it? Peter's wife's mother. You mean he wasn't celibate? It also presents problems that what we talked about earlier in the the message when we talked about Jesus' brothers and sisters. Was Mary not a perpetual virgin? Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.